Welcome to 500 Seconds to Joy. I'm your host, Stephanie. I'm so grateful to have you here today for episode 168, where I'm talking with my lovely sister-in-law, Rose, and we are talking about how you can become a family who reads aloud, a read-aloud family. And what does this mean? Well, it just means that you read together, that you read aloud to your children, whether you have one or 10. I always say that on these podcasts because I bet some of you listening have a lot of kids. So maybe email me, let me know how many kids you have. 500 seconds to joy at gmail.com. I'm curious. But this episode is for all the mamas out there. Rose is a homeschooling mom. She has four kids. They're all little. She has another one on the way. And she and her husband are really passionate about reading aloud with their children. They all read together as a family. And it's really, really helpful to hear from Rose about her tips that are simple and practical. And they're great for every mom in every stage. And you're just going to be really inspired by what you hear today. I know you will be. And if you haven't left a rating and review for the podcast yet, would you consider doing that? Because that helps this podcast get found. And I want more moms to find joy in their day, to seek Jesus, because that is what this life is all about, is living for him. And it is such a joy to be here with you. It's such a joy to record this podcast and have fun interviews like this. And I hope you enjoy today's episode. I truly enjoyed talking with my lovely sister-in-law, Rose. So let's get into it and learn how to become a family who reads aloud. Hey, Rose, welcome to the show. (laughs) Hi, thanks, Stephanie. Yeah, I'm excited to have you, everybody. This is my sister-in-law, Rose. I'm super excited to have her here. This is a quick tips episode, so short and sweet, but it's going to be jam-packed with a lot of information and inspiration for you moms out there to help all of us become read-aloud families. So, Rose, can you start by just briefly introducing yourself Um, letting us know a little bit about you and your family and the ages of your kids, and then why you think it's so important to read aloud as a family. Yeah. So um, I am, my name's Rose. I've been married to my husband for a little over 10 years, and we have four kids currently with um, another one expected in a couple months. So um, my oldest is seven, so we have a very busy household they are seven, five, four, and almost two, and then uh, the baby expected soon. We are also a homeschooling family, um, so I currently have a second grade, you know, going into second grade and first grade, um, and then the little ones kind of <laughs> do their own thing and just enjoy being toddlers and preschoolers for now. But um, yeah, so busy household and. Um, I, you know, grew up in a family that read a lot. My mom is really, really an avid reader. Um, So we got that example as kids. You know, we we kind of got to see, especially my mom, you know, just how much joy reading brought to her. Um, And she she read read to us out loud, you know, that was an important part of our life. And even as we got to be older, um, when we were like teenagers, my mom would still read to us. We still, we remember reading Kidnapped and Robinson Crusoe. And I had a bunch of brothers, so we kind of read a lot of, uh, a lot more adventure kind of stuff. But um, yeah, lots of special memories from that. So anyway, that was something that I wanted to pass on to my own kids. Um, Just that joy of reading, because uh, you know, and every some people love fiction, some people love nonfiction. I'm kind of more of a fiction girl. Um, I've gone back and forth in the past, but 
it is a kind of it's just a relaxing kind of an escape for me, kind of a self care thing that um, mm-hmm. I can just you know curl up with a good book for a few minutes a day and or even after the kids have gone to bed and it's just relaxing and fun and something I still just love so much. Um, so a few years ago, um, when my daughter was probably my oldest and you know, was four and we were kind of, um, you know, talking about homeschooling them and what was going to be our educational plan. And um, we decided that we wanted reading to have a really large part in kind of our family culture. Um, you, you know, I mean, we are a homeschooling family, but I think this is something that is not, you know, reading aloud to children is certainly not only for homeschoolers. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, the the things that really are important to us, um, first of all, kind of that family culture again of just, you know, showing our kids the joy of reading and how much you can learn. You know, if you know how to read, you can learn anything that you have a mind to learn in, in the whole world, practically. Right. Um, you yeah. can find a book on it. You know, if you're interested in some part of history, you can read about it. If you're interested in some kind of scientific concept, you can read about it. So, um, we wanted to introduce our children to that, just this world that opens up when you when you read widely. Um, and the other the other thing that is really even a more important issue to us, you know, besides just kind of the academic benefits of reading to your kids and the language benefits, we just see reading as a way to um, kind of instill virtues in in our children, to uh, introduce them to heroes and saints and uh, good good versus evil and um and just expose them to all these good and beautiful things that are in the world you know the beautiful virtues beautiful language uh, we do we for example we'll try to incorporate a little bit of poetry and um you know of course the bible um the bible mm-hmm. has great stories and also very beautiful language and poetry in it uh, so we see true. that we see our reading aloud to the kids as really forming who they are as people, not just kind of a, a hobby and not just as an academic exercise, but really trying to form them into the people that we want them to be, that we want them to be good and virtuous children and later adults. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I think your reasons are so compelling. Every time I hear you talk about this, I'm like, <laughs> yes, I need to read aloud more. And I feel like, you know, for moms with a bunch of little kids like yourself and probably a lot of the people listening have either one or 10 little kids. I don't know Mm -hmm. how many they have at home, but however many kids you have, it feels sort of overwhelming sometimes to think about reading aloud every day or how to practically do this in a busy household. Now, Mm -hmm. if you are a homeschooling mom, I think it is maybe, I don't know if easier is the right word, but it's more natural to fit it into your day because you are home more. And schooling at home, I think for moms that maybe either work at home, work outside the home, or maybe they stay home, but their kids go to school outside the home, I think that can be really hard. So maybe you could start with tips Mm -hmm. for, you know, reading loud with kids where you are homeschooling them, they're at home most of the time with you. And then maybe moms listening who don't have their kids home all the time, and they would still like to cultivate this, like you said, the family culture of reading aloud. 
but they don't have as much time at home with their kids every day. So maybe you could give tips for kind of both those groups of moms because I'm always amazed that you're able to do it with all your little ones. <laughs> so amazing. Yeah. <laughs> So for for us right now in this season, um, what reading aloud looks like is we do part of it at breakfast time. Um, since we have the flexibility, we don't have a set schedule. You know, we have to get our math started by 9 a.m. or something. So math is our first subject of the day. That's why I, I use it as an example. But um, so we will ha- – I'll serve the kids breakfast usually, and then I kind of take advantage of that time where their mouths are full and they're sitting, and they're happy to be sitting there and eating and listening. And so um, I'll do maybe 15 minutes most mornings of uh, read-aloud time. And right now uh, we read a little bit of poetry. We have just a book with selections of poetry, so I'll read a couple little, you know, read a short little poem to them. And sometimes they really take to it, and they'll, like, want to memorize it, and that's great, and we'll do that sometimes. Um, And then we have kind of our what we could, well, like what we consider our read aloud book. So um, right now we're reading The Jungle Book by Rudyard Kipling, so kind of a classic. Um, and so, yeah, we'll go for, you know, 15 minutes, 20 minutes maybe, and then usually by that time my almost two-year-old is kind of starting to squawk and wants to get out of her seat and get down and, and move on with her playtime. So, um, so often, you know, I might, at that point, I might take a break and wash up the younger two kids and kind of let them off let to run around. And then, you know, a lot of the times the older two will still be like, no, no, read more, read more. And so I, our read aloud time is very flexible in the mornings. I would say it lasts anywhere from 10 minutes to, you know, sometimes even like 45 minutes if they're just really, really into it before we start our school day. Um, and then in the evening, my husband, um, after dinner, my husband usually does a little bit of read aloud time with them too before bed. So everybody's in their pajamas and teeth brushed and they, you know, have another maybe 10 or 15 minutes of calming, kind of calming, relaxing, you know, sit on his lap, read aloud time. And that sometimes that's a continuation of kind of our big read aloud book. And then other times that's just, you know, a, uh, a picture book, an old family favorite, or sometimes, you know, especially one of the younger children might want, want to kind of take their turn to pick a book so so yeah my husband and I do you know both read to the kids I mean I probably do more of the time just because I'm home with them all all day long but he's mm-hmm. really great about you know about that consistent extra little reading time and that's such a nice special time right before bed and after kind of the chaos of getting everybody in their pajamas yes and, uh, Getting to sit down, you know, sit, and they all, it's really cute. They'll all snuggle, like all four of them sit kind of on his lap. And, um, and he'll so sweet. So, yeah, that yeah. goes along with your culture. You, I mean, both mm-hmm. you and your husband, um, the two of you are both reading aloud. And I think that's really unique and, and special. And so maybe moms that, you know, aren't home during the day with their kids, Mm-hmm. maybe they can take the opportunity to do it in the evening. Is that what you yeah. maybe suggest? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I would say, you know, if it's five minutes a day, that's totally fine there. Like I said, I mean, it depends on the kids' attention spans and what else is going on. Sometimes after five minutes, they're kind of done and, or, you know, we have a time crunch for whatever reason, doctor's appointment or something. But, but often that, ex- that reading time will kind of get extended 
And just the consistency of doing it every day, even if it is five or 10 minutes, it really adds up. Yeah, I think that's really freeing for moms listening. And for me, because I always feel like I'm such a perfectionist. I always feel like I need to do (sighs) something like all out. So if I'm going to read aloud, I'm going to do like 30 minutes and it's going to be this really intense book. And like, it's going to be all about learning and knowledge and okay, I have to jam it all in there. But wouldn't you say that five minutes of a picture book um, that maybe, you know, maybe it's a cute story, but it's not like full of virtue, like the Bible or something, right. <laughs> maybe just a, just a simple picture book with your toddlers. I mean, that's yeah. still reading aloud. That's still oh, developing totally. their language and, and all mm-hmm. the benefits of reading aloud. It's still cultivating right. that culture. Yeah. I think that's yeah. what moms need to hear more. Right. <laughs> yeah. And even, you know, if say my husband is reading, you know, the almost two year old, like a little animal book that she picked. I mean, the other, the seven and five year old will totally sit there and, and listen. They just love, you know, to be involved and kind of have the special attention, special time. And um, so, yeah, picture books are great too. <laughs> there's, there's definitely no like perfect way to go about reading aloud to your kids. Okay. That's huge. I love that so much. That's so good. Yeah. So what would be your like top tips for moms listening? Maybe they homeschool, maybe they don't. Um, Just maybe let's leave the listeners with kind of your best tips that you'd give. Yeah. Um, Yeah. My, my probably top tip would be like, just do it. (laughs) You know, again, you think you're only going to have five minutes, no problem. You know, don't skip it because it's only five minutes. Five minutes is great. Um, and also, you know, kind of to go along with that, I'd say it doesn't always look like a pretty picture. You know, sometimes when I'm reading out loud, there's a lot of chaos going in the background and there's messes being made. And, um, just because it doesn't look pretty, doesn't mean it's not worth doing. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, sometimes it's very chaotic and loud. Sometimes the, you know, even the bigger kids, like sometimes they're interrupting the whole time because, you know, they're asking questions about the vocabulary, like they're, what's that, what does such and such a word mean, you know, or what's going on in the story, they need reminders. So um, reading aloud does not necessarily look like, you know, everybody's sitting around comfortable on the couch together. I mean, sometimes it's more of a chaotic, loud environment. Um, but that just really mean really shows that they're learning, you know, if they're if they're like, wait, what's that word mean? You know, that interruption is a good sign. So, um, so yeah, don't get caught up with, if it doesn't look pretty, that's, that's okay too. Um, sometimes mm-hmm. it looks nice. Other times, it, other times an outsider would be like, whoa, what's going on there? <laughs> this doesn't look very educational or relaxing. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, and then I'd say too, like use, um, you know, get a book list that gives some suggestions. Um, I took my kids to the library yesterday and there's just like shelf after shelf after shelf of picture books. We, we were looking for easy reader books and, and picture books. And um, so I actually, the library desk had a little brochure of the Caldecott Medal winners, which are like the best picture book of the year, you know, and they, and they go back like almost 100 years, I think, this list. And so, and I noticed that at the library, they had them all marked, like specially, they had a special tag on these books. So we got a bunch of those. Um, Instead of me like wading through these thousands of picture books to figure out which ones looked like they were ones my kids would like, right. I kind of you know went with a list. And the same for read aloud. You can find lists online of like books for preschoolers, um, 
books say like Winnie the Pooh, you know, classic, good read aloud for preschool to young school age, um, middle schoolers, high schoolers. You know, you can find these great book lists online. The one that we use is the John Senior book list. Is, you know, an educator who put together this book list with a few hundred books on it for preschool to high school adult. So we're kind of working our way through that. Um, also, you know, if you remember books from your own childhood, that's really helpful. I remembered um, that I had enjoyed Pippi Longstocking as a kid, that series. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I just picked it up on a whim and read it to my kids and they loved it. Which figure, you know, if, if I remember it from 30 years ago, then of course they would probably right. enjoy it too. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, read books that that you as the adult enjoy. If you don't enjoy reading them to your kids, your kids will pick up on it. Um, mm -hmm. If it's like an annoying book, and some are. <laughs> uh, if you find it annoying, you really hate the characters or something, there's, you know, there's no shame in sometimes just quitting a book if it's not working for you. Um, but I think book lists really help or recommendations from friends. It just gives you something to start with. Um, mm -hmm. there's a, there's actually a whole podcast called the read aloud revival, so which good. I love. And yeah, just so many tips, so many great, you know, great tips and great book ideas. Um, and then I think kids also like a mix of new and familiar books. So we have a lot of books at our house. We have you know, many bookshelves, um, some kids books, some adult books, uh, we tend to, we'll go to like the used book sales at the library and, and load up with some new to us used books. And they enjoy having some familiar, you know, they enjoy having the familiar books that they read over and over and over and over. And then even before they read, they can read them, they like memorize them. And then they also enjoy having new stories, you know, from the library or, or newer read alouds that we are doing as a family. So yeah, it's kind of it, there's kind of a lot of experimenting, like finding what you like, what your kids like, mm -hmm. uh, the times of day that work for you. Some people have have good success with like giving their kids a coloring page, you know, to keep their hands busy um, while while the adult reads aloud. We don't do that too much because my my kids are just uh, they get really into their coloring, and it would be. <laughs> It's too distracting for them. They can't color and, and listen at the same time. But I know a lot of people do that with their kids, and that, and that really works well for them. So, yeah, a lot of experimentation and get recommendations. Those would be kind of my top tips. Really good, Rose. Yeah, I feel like I've learned so much from you, and I've listened to you on, you know, your mom's podcast too. And I yeah. feel like every time you talk about this, I get excited again. Aww. Yeah, I really appreciate yeah. you coming on and talking to the moms. And I think the biggest takeaway, at least for me, my perfectionist self, um, trying to work on that is just mm -hmm. to do it and just to start mm -hmm. and just do it for a few minutes every day and cultivate that habit. Because it's like, yeah. you know, for us adults, reading your Bible it's a habit or exercising right. or eating healthy, all these things that we mm -hmm. know are good for us. They're all habits. And right. usually you start slowly. You don't start with like every day working <laughs> out, you know, you usually yeah. start with a few days a week. So I feel like that yeah. five minutes is kind of a similar sentiment of just kind of starting slow. And like mm -hmm. you said, just doing it and not worrying about it looking perfect. Um, no. And, you know, like a Pinterest kind of post or Instagram yeah. <laughs> or whatever. That's not real life. So thanks, Rose. This was so, so good. Yeah. I really appreciate you 
chatting with everybody listening and inspiring me yet again. <laughs> it was really fun having you. Oh, good. Thanks for listening to Mom's Podcast. Thanks for tuning in today, friend. I'm so grateful for you. Let's connect on my email list. Go to bit.ly forward slash monthly happy mail and we can be email besties. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Have a joy-filled day. Bye for now. Bye for now.